Got 15 minutes to spare? Then you've got time for Extra Easy, our new short, sharp sister show to the Speakeasy with Annie and Carla. Well, hello, Annie. How are you today? Hi, Carla. I'm well, but I imagine um, I'm feeling a little better than you are. Just got off a plane, haven't you? Yeah, I, I feel like every distant time places. We, we, yeah, distant <laughs> places. Every time we record this, I've got some kind of whinge or complaint about. <laughs> I've got a cold. I've got jet lag. I'm just being a pathetic human being. You're you know, a busy person and in high in demand. So. Uh, um, so you've been travelling, so maybe uh, maybe we could start with yeah. what sort of things have you been noticing around the traffic? Anything caught your attention? Yeah, in, um, I mean this is while you're away. Yeah, I was in London and um, which was great. Found a lot of yeah. really good chocolate shops, but that's not what we're yeah. here for today. <laughs> but um, I, I ran. I was, I was there for a, a meeting between three universities, of which UNSW is one, and um, this is really multidisciplinary group and. Um, what kind of struck me was what there's so much more, so many more opportunities for community engagement in research. And the example right. um, I wanted to talk about today was about air pollution. Actually, nothing to do with oh, wow. with, with the drugs topics or we reduction. usually uh, yeah, that's we usually right. Cover yeah, mm-hmm. and and these very clever group of people they I don't know used all these sophisticated things I I can't understand measuring um, <laughs> the air pollution along all the tube lines in London and around okay. the the central area. And I'm sure this is happening in numerous cities around the world because yeah. it was an urbanisation yeah. theme. And it just struck me, you know, because just on the few minutes walk from where I was staying to the university campus, right in the centre of London, you know, you, you couldn't turn your head without um, rough sleepers all around the place. Yeah, and right. and these are people who make strategic choices about where they mm-hmm. bed down for the night, but they're all at ground right. level because that's mm-hmm. what it is. And these yeah. are the people most exposed to the pollution that's pollution. being kicked right. up from the mm. from the road or piped out through the, the tube airlets or whatever. Yeah, yeah. wow, um, yeah, interesting issue. That you, I mean, you know, I've never really... No, no I hadn't thought about it either. shamefully, I've never thought about it, but yeah. yeah. Anyway. And, and it made me wonder, you know, or made me think there's so much that could contribute here from this really, you know, superbly technical and wonderfully done research you know, giving information to the people who are speaking, sleeping rough and giving info to the mm. services that are around. You know, there were plenty of um, yeah. uh, food vans operating for breakfast and yeah. dinner services and sure. so on, you know, that might help to um, create some kind of environmental nudge or further mm. information so people can make choices about where to sleep with that extra yeah. layer of information because I'm sure there's sure. issues about warmth and security and access to other things yeah. that impact someone's decisions of where they're going to sleep at yeah, night yeah but pollution, right. we can't you know we all know we can't just um, dismiss that people who are in very um uh disadvantaged circumstances don't care about their health and want to make decisions right. to further mm. that and um yeah given that yeah. air pollution seems to be something that's exercising the minds of people involved in urbanization research I thought, well, this is a really yeah. interesting opportunity yeah. wow but, but i'm not sure yeah. these these people were that clued into the types of sort of almost automatic ways that people working in um, or people, I guess, from our research centre or our kind of mm. discipline or yep. backgrounds would, would automatically make mm. those leaps of, oh, I've got this interesting bit of information. Um, I can absolutely see where it's going to be applied or could be applied or there's people yeah. who could yep. use this information. So I think there's a bit of work to do to help other researchers mm. see the world in those ways. 
that might sure. might not be the their usual practice. And with research wanting more and more to have to demonstrate its real world impact, mm. I think impacts, yeah, not mm-hmm. a big not a big leap from there to here or here to there wherever. Yeah, yeah. And did you find um, as a general issue, like at the, uh, was it a meeting or a series of meetings or yeah. a conference that you were at, yeah. a series of meetings perhaps? Yeah. I mean, did you, was the issue of kind of how you engage the community in kind of research and your findings and, and the issue, as you say, of, of impactful research or whatever, was that a big topic of discussion um, well, generally? Well, here, here comes my shameful admission, right? You know, I had <laughs> I'd proposed a, a workshop on community engagement for this um, uh, arrangement of three universities coming together. So it was on yeah. the, the last afternoon, as were a number of other workshops, but my total attendance at that workshop, you ready? Oh. Three. What? <gasps> Three people. Now you're going to t- you're going to tell me there was something really fabulous on in competition, <laughs> or otherwise there was only five people at the conference. Which you know what? <laughs> I haven't worked it through enough yet to be able to speak in in any kind of philosophical oh way. And the the other, you know, I was so wow. pleased that there were those people in the room because they they were people. terrific. Yeah. The, those small yeah. number of people, but I also <laughs> had someone come along from. Um, the, I think we've spoken about this before. Joe Neal from uh, King's College mm-hmm. runs a service users research group. And I had someone yep. from that service users research group come along and talk about what they do in right. engaging with yep. research, which was, he was just fantastic and blew the socks yeah. off the huge crowd that was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet because that's been a really intensive process, hey, and really, yeah. really a kind of an exemplar almost of, yep. of how to how to engage with yep. community as far as I understand. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, we can put up the link to that group on the, yeah. the website. It was great. And I guess I'll just finish off by by saying mm. too that we um, just today we've we've expanded our um, community reference panel, which is a, a group of people that we've collected from around Australia who have experiences of the type that we're interested in the the research done by the Centre for Social Research and Health. So it could be people yes. who've injected drugs, people who've been to prison, people who live with HIV, people with Hep C. Yeah. People have done yeah. sex work and Aboriginal people with those experiences. Right. So we've been yep. slowly building that panel. We've got 45 people, I think, now who wow. we can consult Great. with. And just today um, we've augmented that with, with an advisor to help us build our a similar panel with, for people with disabilities. So it's not tied to the mm-hmm. drugs field or the HEPC field. Sure. Hep C field. It's, it's a broader viewpoint. But it's such an, a fantastic um, opportunity to learn and think yeah. differently, like... Of course, I don't know everything that um, relates yeah. to the use of drugs or living with Hep C, but I, I yeah, know a little sure. bit. You've worked in that space a long time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, you know, what are the issues important for people with the huge range of disabilities mm. that we could possibly sure. engage with in yeah. such a community reference panel? So, you know, it's a really exciting time to think about, you know, new initiatives it and is. ways of working. That's great. So wow. that, that's me. What about you? Well, um, well, interestingly, um, it's kind of not a million miles away from the kind of topic of, community engagement actually uh-huh. but um so we've talked a couple of times i think it, both in our longer version of the speakeasy show but also in extra easy recently about different happenings um particularly in victoria around the sort of drug checking or pill testing oh, yep. issue so i'm sort of back on that one again today because it is actually you know quite a hot topic at the moment it's it is and not just in victoria of course yep. and, and it's 
stayed in the media a bit recently. So the thing that has caught my eye, I guess, over the last sort of week or so is uh, the issue around, in fact, it's not in Victoria this time, so it's in the ACT of all places, but it's... um, so Harm Reduction Australia, a yeah. national organisation, um, name's pretty self-explanatory, yeah. um, put a proposal to the ACT government recently to uh, do a drug, sort of really Australia's first drug checking trial, formally yeah. approved trial, at uh, what's called the Grooving <coughs> in the Moo Festival, which yeah. is coming up in May. And um, and that's actually kind of an interesting music festival because it's, uh, it's kind of more regionally focused. It, it goes to pretty much i think it's every state and territory don't quote me on this but i think pretty sure it's every state and territory except northern territory and um and in some of those uh places it's kind of more regionally um based yeah. um and uh anyway it gets a lot of people along one of the places is the act and so uh harm reduction australia put to the act government to do this trial there unfortunately it came up in the paper a uh, week before uh last week i think it was to say the ACT government has rejected that proposal, oh, okay. and uh, which is really, really unfortunate to see because you do have to start to question, you know, just how long is any movement in this space going to take? Yeah. You know, we've got countries overseas have been doing this stuff for like decades, you yeah. know, literally, and, and really showing, you know, great benefits from people having that information and sharing that information with each other. So, um at any rate, uh, I guess uh, that was disappointing. And I guess the, the ACT government sort of said, well, one of our biggest concerns was, you know, we didn't think the proposal was detailed enough and well enough developed. Now, Harm Reduction Australia has very much challenged that yeah. concept. And and I think someone was saying in the press, you know, one of the advocates saying, oh, you know, we virtually told them what uniforms people were going to wear, basically. It was so detailed. So um, uh, anyway, it seems that uh, the... Today there's, um, has come out in uh, The Guardian, there's a piece in The Guardian, it's an opinion piece from yep. some people who are advocates for this issue, uh, but basically saying that it seems the ACT government might be saying it could be open to uh, looking at this issue again at a uh, youth music uh, event that's happening called Spilt Milk in uh, the ACT. And I think it's let sort of toward the end of the year, around December. Yep. So there's a bit of lead time. They're saying that would give them the time to really think through the issues and, and um, you know, be well prepared, so to speak. So, I, I mean, I guess it's a bit of a wait and see, but um, I suppose in a space where there's rarely any kind of real any movement, um, it is. I think we do need to sort of encourage the ACT government to be brave on yeah. this issue and to um, to know that they've got support. And I think it's, you know, it's just a, you know probably a bit of a, a gut feeling on my behalf, but. My sense would be that there is quite a lot of support in the community for change in this space and um, seems to be sort of gathering more and more momentum and support all the time. So I think... Um, so are, any... you, are, are you suggesting we um, write into the comments section under this op-ed <laughs> or others and say, yeah, this is a great idea and exercise some community input of our own? I think it would be a really great thing to do, absolutely, because um, I think it's sort of that, you know, working with politicians over years, you get a real sense that it is the voice of the community, ordinary voters, uh, that often will move politicians much more so than evidence or reports or whatever. So that's depressing. um, 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> and look, <laughs> let me just say that I think that, you know, it obviously takes all kinds of information to move <laughs> something forward. But I think that, I think that, you know, the power of, of the sort of community voice, power of community is is important in this area. I think that politicians probably want to know that they're not, you know, going to get a kind of swift backlash yeah. from the community for doing something. So, uh, yeah, I think that if people are moved to support this, a good thing, we can, because uh, interestingly, just as an aside, The Guardian uh, makes the point at the bottom of this piece that uh, it sort of puts a, a shout out to everyone saying, please support us financially if you can because we're one of those great uh, media outlets that don't put up a, a you know, paywall to yeah. our, our journalism. We like to sort of keep it open, but, you know, we just still have bills to pay, so please support us. So um, we could put a link definitely to uh, to this piece in The Guardian and people could uh, most definitely yeah. support it. Cause it's, yeah, I'm just having a look at some of the um, <clears throat> comments now and, uh, you know, yeah. they're mixed. Yeah. They're playing and, and look, Russian you know, roulette with yeah. their lives. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So, and look, you know, this as as we we know in this area, you know, there, there's a whole range of opinions, and I don't think there's a lot of people who just kind of outrightly come out and go, yeah, you know, fantastic. Young people should just use as many drugs as possible, or whatever. <laughs> it, you know, it's not about about taking that position for most people, but it is about saying. Well, you know, looking at these programs overseas, lots of yeah. lives have been saved, you know, and uh, and we've got, you know, unfortunately, evidence in Australia where, where young people have been dying at music festivals due to taking unknown substances or more, you know, unknown amounts of certain substances. So, you know, us, it, it's it's an important debate, debate to be having and uh, hopefully... Uh, we'll see an Australian government uh, taking some really proactive steps forward sometime soon. What's this about? So this is um, <laughs> a, a comment I wasn't expecting. It's a shame that the music must be so shit that people need to consume drugs <laughs> to avoid the feeling of regret of paying a lot of money to stand around and listen to shit music. That's one way of Oh, my oh, no. God, this is so funny. <laughs> Anyway. Well, so, yeah, at the very least, if people want to have a bit of entertainment, go and yes, read the comments. Yes, go and read the but comments. Certainly and, add your uh, voice yeah, uh, to, yeah, to contribute. the positive side of things. All righty. Well. Terrific. I think, is that us? I think we're signing off for another week. Extra Easy. All right. And we've got some new uh, good full-length interviews coming up with great yes. and interesting people. As Real always. Soon. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. Well, check, check you later. See you soon. Bye. Bye. For more information about this podcast, our guests, and upcoming episodes, head to httpcsrh.arts.unsw.edu.au.